you know, I'm really that type of person that listens to music on a, a loop for just 14 hours straight. And I have Mason Ramsey's new single just on a loop. No big deal. Like, I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Check them out at www.rosettapodcast.com slash holybackboard. That's www.rosettapodcast.com slash holybackboard. Let's go! All right, everybody, welcome to the 117th edition of the Holy Backboard Podcast. I am Dustin here in Rip City, and I got my man Sage here, and I am super extra hyped because we have the one guest that I told Dustin I would give her the third mic on the Holy Backboard Podcast if she would let us. Dun, dun, dun. I am like for real, for real, so proud of what this guest has become and so happy that we are friends it is <laughs> she she's the best Nila, introduce yourself you're making me blush i can't even i'm so flustered like i can't even <laughs> speak right now like <laughs> i'm a char- i'm a charming man um yes yeah you are um no thank you so much <laughs> both of you for having me yes hi i'm Nila madison coming to you live from san francisco california the belly of the beast um Let's uh let's get this started, you guys. Let's let's talk. Blazers. I feel like it's been so long. It feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> right. It feels so long since the watch parties of game three and game four took place. It feels like this could be the longest off season of my of my lifetime. Is anybody else feeling this? Oh, it, yes. it's it, it's definitely a long one. Well, Sage, calm down. Um, because you still haven't seen it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm letting the audience know that I feel the pain that they're feeling, but at the same time, it's like I'm happy too. Secretly, I mean, I'm happy. Like at that watch party, I had like one person that wasn't really messing with the Blazers heavy. Like I had a little moment when the clock strikes zero when no one was paying attention to me. And then I, I like I played it off. I was like, "All right, I'm bummed. I'm sad." <laughs> we appreciate it. Rip City appreciates it. But you know, you should also take the time and enjoy what the Pelicans are doing because I don't know about you, but I am a Pelicans fan at this moment in time. Hell and- yeah. Dustin, do you agree, or is that too hurt? Yeah, I mean, I would take it one step further. I think we should be thanking the Pelicans for saving us money, time, emotion energy i mean now we don't have to go through the golden state slaughterhouse i mean that was us the past two years and now the pelicans graciously offered to to take that off of our hands so you know i think all of rip city should just be 100 percent on board the new orleans bandwagon i mean yes, you should be on our knees for sure <laughs> you're the you're, you're also saying that knowing that you have to buy a house in a month so it's like i i get why you brought up money first Hey, congratulations, Dustin. Thank you, thank you. But even last year, like, we were the eighth seed, and I really didn't want to buy tickets to those playoff games, but I I, I have this, ever since I moved to Portland, I've never missed a home playoff game, so it was just more out of stubbornness that I bought them, and 
also I have to drown out some of the warrior fans that, that come into, you know, the Rose Garden. So you're honestly doing God's work right there. So I'm, we I'm trying. And I figure the more times I go through blowing leads, getting swept, hearing opposing teams chant in our building that if or when we ever win a championship, it will feel that much sweeter because it, it, it's very it's very thick right now. You know, they say the thick and the thin. It's super thick right now <laughs> if if you're a Blazer fan. And not the good kind of thick either, honestly. Um, no. This, this, yeah. This is not thick Nurk right now. Not thick Nurk. Not uh, thick as Serena Williams thighs. Not thick milkshakes. Not, I mean, just the, the yeah. anti-good thickness. <laughs> hashtag anti... Can we make hashtags a thing again? I mean, Al Farouk Amino can do it. So can we, right? I like, mean, hashtag Rashi. Exactly. Rashi is still on a pop. Shout out to Stu for doing that. We got to bring hashtags back in this. Anyways. Man, I just I can't believe it hasn't even been two weeks. It, it literally feels like it's a lifetime. <laughs> this is gonna be a long freaking off season, you guys. What? So what? What are you doing to occupy your time? What? What are we thinking about ahead? I mean, I've I've tried to. I've definitely watched a couple of old school Blazer games um, on YouTube. Uh, reading some books, obviously going through the the, the home buying process. Um, watching a little hoops because I don't want to let the, 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 the taste that the Blazers left in my mouth ruin basketball for me. Um, yes. so definitely Amen. been, been on the jazz bandwagon, even though I still hate them as a franchise, but they are doing the Lord's work right now against Houston and against Oklahoma city. So big ups to the jazz, uh, the Pelicans as well. I mean, I've honestly been pretty stoked about the Eastern Conference. I mean, we're seeing LeBron go out of his mind. Philly's a super young team. Um, and then just the genius. That is like Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics. Terry Rozier is an amazingly fun player to watch. And on one hand, it's it's really fun to watch these teams. On the other hand, you get super depressed if you're a Blazer fan because you feel like we are like three or four steps behind. It's a, it's for sure a reality check. This what are you doing to uh, uh, take over the time that you spent talking Blazers with, with the good people of Twitter, Neela? Um, I feel like a lot of people may be angry with me because I'm now reverting to a different type of content that they did not sign up for. Um, I'm definitely on the Mason Ramsey, a.k.a. Yodel Kid, a.k.a. Little Hank bandwagon. So that's been filling up the majority of my time. You know, I'm really that type of person that listens to music on a, a loop for just 14 hours straight. And I have Mason Ramsey's new single just on a loop. No big deal. Like, I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm ready for Plant Neela to migrate <laughs> over to at Neela Madison. I think you need to bring your followers, school them up a bit. Yes, at Neela Bio, um, a bunch of folks from Rip Twitty followed me over there. Um, I mean, I guess you could call that my alter ego because there is basketball Neela and there is biology Neela. And, you know, I don't want the two to collide too much because I want to have a job. But <laughs> um, it's pretty fun to to school some folks, um, especially if they're curious about a certain topic and bio that's 
related to biology. It's just been fun to to hashtag ripsitologist. Um, that's been awesome. <laughs> so that's been filling up some of my time for sure. Are you still on the the Neela Olshay wagon? Are you still our GM? Are you going to lead us through this this off season of? I don't even know what to say. I think it's it's not off season of destiny, but it's it's definitely going to be a journey. It'll definitely be something, especially considering Neil O'Shea. Like, that's the big story now in the media, right? Like, okay, well, Terry Stotts is definitely staying. Shit. So, I mean, that's that's cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, you get, did you guys hear something? I feel like the audio cut a little oh, bit. Oh, for you don't uh, know my... T- you, you are not a fan of the Holy Backward. Because one thing everybody who listens to the Holy Backward knows... Sage, how I, are you doing I, this to I, I ta- I you talk shit talk about our guest up? And <laughs> I, then, did, I did that and then six call minutes ago. not a fan? How I did that six you? minutes ago. I We talk shit about Terry Stotts. um okay you do you i'm gonna do me uh (laughs) i I mean there there have been many arguments with pro stats fans on here yes i I think my guy uh dustin is on my side of stats isn't great he's good but that is a topic for later in the podcast i'm feeling and it's also i feel like the whole neil or terry I think that's just played out now. I think it's almost like Democrat or Republican. You're not going to (laughs) sway one person the other way with your argument. I mean, you can be dead red, stubborn as hell. No argument is going to sway you one way or the other. What what's going to happen is Terry Stotts will probably be the coach going into the season. And if Portland goes on a a losing streak or something, the cord could get plugged, uh, could get yanked. Neil Olshay, I have no idea what's going on there. He continues to act like a used car salesman. Uh, that um, the exit interview he had uh, the Sunday after the game four loss was same per- old, same old, same shit, different day. And mm-hmm. I just, I just want to say, boy, bye, like get out of our lives. <laughs> Yo, get out. Same it shit, is crazy when smell. you know more slang than I do, like more revel relevant slang than me and i'm like seven years younger <laughs> you say you gotta follow nila where you been bud <laughs> I, i've been i've been in the lab with my mouse and keyboard trying to work on some content that that's what oh. i've been doing i've been in the oh, lab you said, yeah. you said lab and mouse at first i was like what kind of tests are you running <laughs> <laughs> you yo, I, i'm not a science person i just i just i just know i know these podcasts but Neela, getting back to the offseason, and if you're the GM, Portland has quite a few decisions to make, and I want your take on, on each player. We got Shabazz, Pat, Ed, and Nurk. Yes. What, what are your decisions? Stay or go? And if they stay, what type of contracts are, are you willing to put out there for those guys? Um, I'm going to be honest and say that if Ed Davis does not get re-signed, I'm going to vomit. Uh, I think so that's a pretty huge. safe take. Yeah, I mean, he is, Ed, Ed Davis is arguably the heart and soul of this team. So mm-hmm. we're going to need him to be re-signed pronto. Um, going down the list, let's see, Nurk. I feel like he. we are going to sign him and give him whatever 
mat max Ooh. like um, amount that we have right because that's the general consensus like there's no other better center that we can get considering our financial situation yay nay sign and trade i, I don't know i, I mean I'm no a- i i want to i want to hear the, the your other two like go go okay. all the way through yeah all right um we'll get back to that so boz versus pat i feel like we can only keep one if any at all so I would go with Baz, uh, but the problem there is I feel like maybe he might be too expensive. Eh. He had a pretty crappy I, end of the year, though. Yeah, he was dinged up, and he didn't finish super strong. I think I, I completely agree with, with your take on on Shabazz and Pat. It, it's one or the other, if any at all. I would still lean towards bringing Baz back. He, he's still young. He hmm. provides insurance for Damon CJ when... I mean, we were extremely healthy this year. I think that gets yeah. overlooked a lot. We didn't miss hardly any games from from our core six or seven players. But if Dame goes down or if CJ misses some some time, he's able to step in and yes, he's definitely more of a of a score first point guard rather than a distributor. But mm-hmm. you feel confident. You feel comfortable that he knows the system. He's going to be able to to handle his biz. Um, yeah, I, because he's confident. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he definitely has that that UConn swag. I mean, he won two two uh, NCAA titles. I mean, knowing that LeBron wanted you mm-hmm. has to make that that has to make your confidence level go up at least two to three notches. Right. Um, even as fans, for sure. I would let Pat go. I know he's a great cheerleader. I know he's a great locker room guy. But I mean, unless he comes back for the minimum, I just don't feel super confident with Pat as a backup shooting guard getting as many minutes as he did. Um, I think that position could be filled via our mid-level exception. We also have the trade exception we got from the Allen Crab deal. We also have the 24th pick in the draft. I think we can find a better replacement there. Mm. I was pretty impressed with Pat midway through the season. He was cutting. He was hitting his open shots. Uh, he really, I think, hit a wall and just never was able to recover the regression to the mean was a motherfucker for him. I think the toughest decision Portland is going to have to make is with with Yusuf Nurkic. I, I know a lot of fans thought he was played out of the New Orleans series because they went small. I would argue that we should have kept him in there. Absolutely. And the, Absolutely. And made them pay because Miritich really had was no answer for him down low. Um, he obviously loves it in Portland. He and Dame have a, a great you know, relationship. And I think people forget he's like only 23, 24 years old. Um, I, I think there is a lot of potential still left there. Is he ever going to be the offensive center that he showed during the Nurk fever uh, of last March? Probably not, but he's a such a better defender than, than I thought. Mm. And he made us respectable in that, that end of the floor. So I think as long as he doesn't get a ridiculous offer in free agency, I see Portland matching anything he gets. Yeah. And then Ed Davis, I definitely bring him back. The only caveat I have with Ed is I make it a two-year deal or a three-year deal with a team option for the third. And that's just really keeping Portland's cap flexible during that 2020 offseason when you've got Mo, Myers, and Evan all coming off the books. And you're going to want to have as much flexibility as possible because who knows where the Blazers are at in two years. Are we still a treadmill team? Are we ascending are we descending uh damon cj will be going into the final years of their contracts 
And so mm-hmm. it just gives you an opportunity to maybe be a player in free agency or take on some money via a trade. And I think regardless of whether what direction the team goes in, any team can use a good veteran like Ed Davis. And so that's why I would love to see him come back. How do you think Nurk's relationship with Terry Stotts is? Because I felt like he was the second most productive player throughout the series, but Stotts didn't trust him against New Orleans. And what I think would have killed New Orleans is if Nurk established dominance like he did in the last five minutes of the the fourth quarter game one, and then the uh, last game of the year uh, that they played. Like, Nurk was having his way with that small front line. Like, how do you think he's feeling knowing that his coach doesn't trust him in pretty key situations? I think except for, there may have been one thing during the middle of the year where he got animated. I think it might have been that Brooklyn game. So that was early in the year when he didn't play at all in that fourth quarter. But outside of that, he's said all of the right things. If you follow him on social, he's Blazers 110%. Uh, my coworker Charles actually saw him at Life of Pi on Williams, texted me that he had like a backpack with with a, with one of those bubbles and the cat was in the back, sent me a pic. And I'm like, don't fuck with my emotions, Charles. You know, Blazers and cats like are the two <laughs> things that, that get me that get me going. But, you know, sure enough, he's still in town. Like, I, I think... He's probably to an extent frustrated with how the series went, but I think that goes to show maturation on his end, but also the the amazing leadership that you get from from Lillard, who's able to kind of help him navigate those waters and not let him go off on social and, you know, do a, basically what Hassan Whiteside's doing, which is getting himself traded out of Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Nurk at this age really does need someone like Lillard. If Nurk were to be to sign with any other team and didn't have that leadership, I think that would become problematic really quick. Well, he he, he has shown a you know a past of being a petulant bitch when things don't <laughs> go his way. Yeah, it's true. Um, we've seen it, and we saw it when we were. There was a period of time this past season that we were all kind of just like, eh, what happened to Nurk Fever? Like, <laughs> it's cold as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you changed your Twitter name. Like, that 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 is the we ultimate sign. Yeah. We broke up. He broke my heart. Um, but, <laughs> right, you know, luckily, he did bring back some of that spark that, that early, that have a happy summer, that Nurk Fever spark that we fell in love with last two seasons ago. So, um, yeah, that that mentality is just not quite hasn't quite matured yet. I mean, he's like he's a young man. I I was yeah. I, I was I was crazy at twenty two, or however. Yeah, that's why I, I give him props for um, being a good advisee to Lillard's advisor. You know. What are your thoughts, Damon CJ? Can it work? We've seen three full years of it. They're still under contract until 2021. Neil's probably never going to break up that backcourt as long as he is the GM. Mm -hmm. But do you see it working? Do you think we need to pull the plug on it? Or are you ready to run it back again, Neela? Oh, man. This question just tugs at my heartstrings. Uh, same with me. That's why I ask it. 
it's a it's a good thought experiment to have every once in a while for sure um it definitely humbles me whenever i think about this this conundrum right like that you know they're so similar they um perform so well for us um but they take turns seemingly Mm uh it's never it never explodes at once like we maybe would want it to so I don't know. Um, I've spoken about this on social before, and it just it makes the world turn upside down for people. <laughs> but I think, but honestly, okay. As a biologist, as an evolutionary biologist, there's this evolutionary theory called limiting similarity. You guys, I don't know if you've heard about this before. Have I ranted about? <laughs> yeah, you, you have. But I want you to go through it again. Episode, yeah, I want you to so do it. Yeah. I okay. Hear. Yes, I told you about it in January. So. Yeah, uh, so that's my stance. I mean, I think that because they are so incredibly similar, they limit each other's full potential by being near each other. Uh, if CJ had his own team, say, in the East, uh. just suggesting, just suggesting, just throwing that out there, totally hypothetical. But if CJ had his own team, I think that maybe they would both blossom in a different way that we have never really seen before. I don't know. You, Who am I though? I don't know so anything. To me, you hit the nail on the mm-hmm. head. Like it's, it's tough. I have fought this for so long. I have been team Damon CJ. We're going to win with this backcourt. When yep. we drafted CJ, it was going to be, they were going to be the new Isaiah and Joe. Like we were going to win with like the Pistons did. It just hasn't happened. I mean, we've seen flashes of it, but what you really said that, I always go back to they are never on at the same time. And I think that is so hard as a team when you basically put all your chips in on two guys mm-hmm. and when only one of them is really going and they're both pretty ball dominant. They both take a lot of your a large percentage of your offense to have one of them off. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunity that's missed when others are around and not that I think CJ is a bad player. I think he he's our second best player. He's but he's our most realistic trade asset. So if we want to get better, you have to give to get. And like you said, I think if he was on the Knicks, the Magic, some team in the East where he can work with the big, be the be the be the true guard, whether mm-hmm. it's the two or the one. But you know you're the man. You know mm-hmm. you're going to get those shots in the in the fourth. You know that you are the face of the franchise. I think CJ would flourish. Yeah, he would blossom. Yeah, he would. He would would definitely blossom. And I don't think that would be any sort of, you know, slap in the face to Portland because, you know, maybe they didn't develop him or to our coaching staff. I just think it goes to show like we have two similar players and sometimes you need to divide to conquer. Mm -hmm. And I think Dame would play better with a, a better defender at the two, probably someone who didn't need the ball in their, in their hands as much. Mm. Um, because as well as Dame can play off the ball, he's best when he has the ball in his hands and he's making decisions. So yeah. if you had a guy like Clay Thompson or Chris Middleton, Portland would be in such a better position offensively. I think the offense would flow a little bit better with a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands as much as a CJ. And, and where it works with the Rockets is both Harden and Paul are such amazing passers. CJ isn't there yet. CJ is a is a strictly a scoring guard, right? What do you think, Sage? Do well, you think? I, I, absolutely. I mean, if CJ contributed some other things other than scoring, 
Because all he is is, like, if he, 25 points, two and two. So, like, those are Eric Gordon numbers. Those are strictly scoring numbers. If he provided something else, like if his shot wasn't hitting, but he could clamp down on someone, or if he could play make for others, he just needs to add that ring. If we're trying to make this work, he has to add that wrinkle of doing something else in the game other than dribbling and shooting. Not that he, like, and when he's by himself, he's going to flourish. He's going to be that elite guard that we know he can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's 100% correct. If if Neil O'Shea out, out, outwardly says, we're not moving either, the only way this team improves is if CJ is able to add more to his game outside of scoring. We need some form of defense. We need some form of playmaking. I would also like to see Terry Stotts utilize Damon CJ like D'Antoni does Paul and Harden. They're rarely on the floor together for long stretches of time. Like we need to stagger them. And then that's where the draft comes in. That's where free agency comes mm-hmm. in. You get yourself a legitimate third complimentary guard. guard. Yeah. Yes. That can play alongside of them. So CJ can be the person with the ball in his hands. Dame can be the person with the ball in his hands. I mean, yeah, I think that's you just the need that. only way it works. You need that catch and shoot player like that ho Eric Gordon in Houston. <laughs> I swear to God, I was watching it with my mom, and she was like, "Why do you hate this team? <laughs> that asshole <laughs> right there. Uh, why do you hate this team? I'm like that asshole right there. I <laughs> er- <laughs> people tell me I need to give a uh, give it a rest with Eric Gordon, but I will ne- I will be so disappointed if they win a championship. I could never what? see him happy. That makes that makes for a boring pod because we all agree, but we're right. So, end of story. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just, I mean, just thinking about free agency and the draft. Since we historically suck at free agents, uh, at at alluring free agents, um, then I think the draft is where we should put all our our eggs in one basket there i mean evan turner liked our free agency two years ago and same with <laughs> alan crab <laughs> a lot of players like it when you little shit goes after them uh, yo, he, he spends the big bucks <laughs> for talent that won't particularly work so i Man. mean th- those middle tier players are hyped for 2020 or whenever we have all that money they are hyped for real. Oh, man, I wish that's how I could get some some big bucks around here. You're going to be a superstar little- in whatever lane you choose, whether it's biology, which I don't understand fully, or if you <laughs> wanted to switch it to broadcasting or whatever it is, you're going to kill it in whatever you do. You're going to oh, get you're going to you'll be just fine. Please don't stop. Please keep gassing me up. Well, that, I think Dust that, is a little jealous because I, I no, seriously I love this. never gas anybody. I'm, you know, I'm glad you're spreading the love. It makes it makes me feel good. Like, like this is why I was this hyped is why you're my dude. Day. I was hyped all day to hang out with Neela. That is like she yeah. rides for me just as hard as I'm riding for her in this podcast. She is the best. I've this been hyped for this pod. podcast for like two days. <laughs> Ever since you found out, this has been a, a a pod. This is a pod of ride or dies because absolutely we're just so loyal. Mm-hmm. Dustin's I mean, my so- white brother. Yeah. If I had a white brother that liked cats a lot, it would be Dustin. <laughs> he 
you just described him perfectly too. It's crazy. <laughs> I, know, I know the listeners can't see right now, but it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, Bassie was on my lap for the first half of the pod. Now he's chilling next to me. Telly's to my left and I'm sure Ertz around here somewhere, but it's basically cat gang. And what I was most honestly pissed off about the playoffs is when the Blazers get swept, my, my, my cats don't get fancy feasts. So, you know, I had to go for, you know, there were no reups, like just, it's been sitting in the cabinet and really, I mean, thankfully fancy Fridays are back, but that's only one time a week. So, you know, the Blazers kind of did them dirty, like not winning any games. I mean, that's cold. We are sending Uh, this clip to fancy feast right now. Like I'm clipping this, sending it to fancy feast. Hopefully we can get you and your beautiful cats, some extra fancy. I mean, they're very on brand when it comes. <laughs> the fancy game is uh, th- that brand is strong. Oh yes, <laughs> but yeah, uh, on Blazers, that's rough. I mean, we're ride or die, Nila. That's what we do. <laughs> we're dumb as fuck, is what we are. That yo, <laughs> I will take that for Dustin and I in a lot of categories. I gotta <laughs> have faith in my girl agree? for being smart. Like you. You kind of have to be a little dumb to be a Blazer fan, I think. <laughs> it would and be I'm so much easier being a Spurs fan or like a, a, a Golden State fan. This is this takes commitment and heartbreak. So because we're, I was <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, "Oh man, the basketball gods hate Portland. Like we are a cursed franchise." And then I thought about it more and more, and it was like maybe that's not it. The people making the decisions are the ones that are fucking us over. I mean, just over the course of history, you go back to losing the coin toss to get Olajuwon. (laughs) Jordan, Bowie over Jordan. Uh, Odin over Durant. You know, not taking Donovan Mitchell this year. Bill Walton's knees, man. Bill Walton's, you know, knees. I mean, not even that because you can't really foresee that coming. But cutting Moses Malone. (laughs) He's done a lot of stupid shit. That, and not I mean, even we, the base god can save us at this point. No, we passed on – so much as I hate him, we passed on – we traded down to pass off on Chris Paul. Like we have had so many chances to be the dynasty multiple times. And I, it's a little – obviously it's a lot depressing, but it's a little disheartening. It's like, shit, are we going to get another chance? And if we do, are we just going to fuck that up too? Like is that the Blazers' way? Honestly, at the same time, imagine this. It, is it partly – our fault as loyal fans because we we so thrive off of just like the loyalty to the franchise that we are almost part of the problem because we like give into it and we spend our money and we you know cheer for our team it's like well who's really to blame here we're the ones getting all the money i'm definitely an enabler but (laughs) what i will say to you is you do 117 podcasts with me where we've bitched about this team quite heavy. So at least like you're you're saying one thing but your actions are doing another, but at least you have this platform to be like god damn Neil O'Shea's a dummy. <laughs> yes, that's very cathartic and very important to have a balance. <laughs> yes, the balance is really real, especially as a Blazer fan. I mean, it, there is nothing more roller coaster in life than the Blazers, but I just keep telling myself if it happens, this this will all be be worth it. And also, like, yeah. if the Blazers didn't exist, I don't know what the fuck I would do. Like, 
Think about all the free time we'd have and how productive we'd oh, be, God honestly. Damn. I don't think I want to be productive. I like just sitting on <laughs> – I like watching other people play basketball. I like other sweaty men get like get, getting on each other. I would have to sweaty. form a better personality. Ugh. <laughs> uh, fuck that. Okay, no, I feel, yeah, that's a lot of work right there. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like I, you know, I definitely could read more, but I feel like I read enough. It's, it's The weather's way too unpredictable in Oregon to be outside – you know, that much more than we already are. I mean, I gotta have, I mean, what am I going to do in the winter months? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Like there's nothing yeah. else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Portland sucks. People don't move there. Uh, no. I need to reserve a space. No, you <laughs> and I, we need to have, we, we need to live there and just keep it real. Cause Portland needs some realness. Neela. We, we need to, be back home. They really do. They really do, especially in terms of of the women. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> move topics. <laughs> uh, it's just questionable sometimes. But hey, you know, Port- Portland women, I-, I I love you guys. So, uh, girls, whatever. I love y'all. Uh, fuck, fuck with <laughs> fuck with your boy. Fuck, fuck with your boy. Fuck with your boy. <laughs> uh, if someone came for a normal holy backboard podcast they're gonna be so upset <laughs> i think they'll be thrilled i sure as hell hope so we're just trying to get jokes off <laughs> we're, ju- we're just trying to function out here you know what i mean we got a really great fan question from one of our day ones my one of my best friends uh and now you know Sage, you kick it with him too, dude. I talk to Stu every day. He he's the man. He is the good angel on my shoulder. Where you and to an extent Neela are the bat. Like he has talked me out of some very like bad situations where I could have made an ass out of myself, fucked up the brand just because I wanted to be petty. So Stu is that dude that's thinking past my emotions and telling me what to do. But I mean, I do carry him in 2K, so I feel like it's fair. <laughs> Stu wants to know, after a disappointing playoff exit for both teams, who has the brighter outlook for the next few seasons? The Trailblazers or the Oklahoma City Thunder? Neela? Whoa. Damn, he asked a good question. This is really touchy for me because Oklahoma has a future Blazer great on the team at, at the moment. Carmelo Anthony? Uh, excuse me. That was disrespectful. Um, please do not disrespect the future Blazers legend PG-13, aka Playoff P. Thank you. But anyways, um, I truly believe that he would be just one of the most perfect fits for our squad. I feel like Moe's getting oh. jealous right now, though. As he should be. Okay. I- Honestly, you feel me? I I um, heard you. I heard you. <laughs> uh, that's a good question, though, because they're doing great, right? Um, they've got it going on, except for Carmelo. But what else is new? He's sanitation. Ray- he is straight sanitation now. Ray Felton was going off. You feel me? Um, so how I do you feel about PG Ray? That- are you are you team Boo Ray whenever you see him? Honestly, I don't want to waste my breath. <laughs> Was that too harsh? Nah, that that that's real as fuck, and we we respect that. 
Yeah, I don't waste my breath. Uh, and I don't know why people are shaming him for being fat. But, you know, he was balling out despite everybody hating on him. So who's who's the one that should be booed in this scenario? Think about it. I think Oklahoma City has one of the bleakest outlooks in the entire NBA. Hot take! I think they may make the playoffs next year, but Westbrook's turning 30. When you have athletic freaks that hit that milestone, <laughs> they tend to fall off a bit. I mean, he doesn't have a jumper. Um, he doesn't trust anyone on his team. Uh, they're already looking at getting rid of Carmelo. They can't. He's going to opt in. You're paying him yeah. 25 to $30 million, something cr- crazy for one more year of work. You've mm. seen Victor Oladipo flourish in Indiana as an all-star. Sabonis looking like the lottery pick that he was a couple of years ago. You moved Cantor, who was a really nice serviceable big, um, over to New York for, for Melo. And then play out. Uh, Paul George is not staying in Oklahoma City. Uh, ESPN's Ryan Rosilio uh, already is is already talking about sources that Paul George is gone. And yeah, because he's coming to Portland. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. where, where there's smoke, there's fire, and he's definitely leaving um, Oklahoma City. And then you're left with a roster of. <laughs> oh, I mean, what would he even look like? You've got Westbrook, Robertson, Carmelo, Patrick Patterson. And Steven Adams, I I mean, with Denver getting better next year, Oklahoma City could legitimately miss the playoffs. And then they're, they're, they're locked into a long-term deal with Russ. If I'm Sam Presti and Paul George leaves, it's going to be hell to do. He should trade Russell Westbrook while he can get optimal yeah, value for him. That's the hot take right there. Hey. Doc. I was right. waiting for that. Um, I respect that, Dustin. Oklahoma City is the Charlotte of the West. Did it's you getting s- a little hot in here. Oh my God. I mean, I was so happy to see Utah carve that team up. And <laughs> he's been talking so spicy about OKC and Tex. I'm oh, glad he's I- letting all that air like all that, that fire out yeah, right now. Let that negative energy out of you. Um Utah plays beautiful basketball. They they lost going back to the offseason or going back to last year's second round playoff team, they lost their, their all-star Gordon Hayward, Joe Johnson, midseason, Rodney hood, midseason, George Hill, and their GM, Dennis Lindsay makes a genius decision to trade a first round pick for Ricky Rubio, brings him over, uh, re-signs Joe Ingles trades up to get Donovan Mitchell. And they trade for Jay Crowder midseason. And that team, despite being led by a rookie, I mean, they're, kind of exceeding all expectations. And what I love about watching Utah play and you'll give credit to Quinn Snyder is they don't go for the home run shot. So many times when I watch the Blazers, it's either a fast break or, you know, they get a little bit of momentum. It doesn't matter the player. They'll just jack up a quick three after watching Utah. You can see how they really share the ball. I mean, I don't think they shoot the ball unless like three or four people have touched it. I mean, they really make a defense work. And that's how you just pick apart a team like OKC. They don't want to play defense. I mean, they lost their best defender in Andre Robertson. And then on the opposite end of the court, you're looking at Oklahoma City and Russ is just coming off a pick and roll, jacking up contested jumpers. I mean, Paul George and Melo are all in isolation. And it's like, that's how you get it done. That's how I want to see Portland play. Less isolation, more team movement, play player movement. 
Yes. Just pass the ball, please. Just pass the ball. I mean, like, go back and, and watch the 77 Blazers. That should be Portland's homework. This year. Every player watch <laughs> every fan. Let's be real. Every fan needs to see that that brilliant ass team. Because that is that is basketball. That is beautiful basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the Blazers have a brighter future. Like, even if they run it back, you could argue that this team, if there was like eight di- plays that went differently, would have been two and two or three and one. Like, you can make that argument that they were right there in three of the games. They could have done something. OKC for sure is losing an All Star, and losing th- like that amount of talent is going to be tough. And I don't. Their cap situation has to be hell with Russ and Mello, and then Steven Adams has to get paid. Like, there's a lot of money on those books, even if Paul George leaves. So they won't be able to bring in, like, a like a replacement small forward that's going to be, like, a needle mover. So, yeah, Portland, even if they run it back and don't make any changes, is going to have a brighter future than losing a team losing an all-star. And if you want to go the opposite way and say Paul George leaves... If the Thunder wanted to blow it up and Portland wanted to blow it up, Portland would get much more return. I think we have much more talented assets in OKC. OKC, it's really just Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Russ seems to be like falling apart by the day uh, in terms of ment- mentality. That He reminds me, and I know... He was your favorite player growing up, and I enjoyed watching him as well. But Russ reminds me a lot of Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know if that player, he can win MVPs. He can take teams to conference finals, maybe an NBA final. But I don't think that type of player shooting 35 times a night is ever going to win a championship. Like, I don't think LeBron could do it. Like, you have to be able to have some form of team team mentality like a lot mm-hmm. of russ's assists come off of just the drive and dish mm-hmm. it's not a lot of playmaking and i think lebron's definitely much more of a playmaker in the mold of like a magic johnson but i just kind of thought about the other day i was like yeah russ is this generation's ai mm-hmm. absolutely i mean when iverson was popping i was shit 11 so it's like I didn't know I didn't know basketball like I do now. So like of course I like the dude who goes out all out every game and plays his hardest, doesn't really get, care about passing and stuff. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a like if if AI was re- legit point guard size, that's Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russ is an ath- uh, is a freak, but AI was a bad motherfucker in his prime. Neela, do you have any plans for the draft? Are you looking at any prospects? Are you just going to be like, whatever the Blazers take, my new favorite Blazer? Or are you going to be like, Neil O'Shea, what, what the freak are you doing? <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't watch college basketball, so I don't know anything about draft prospects or anything like that. Because, hi, why watch college basketball when you can watch the NBA? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> as a person with not a lot of time as well. Yeah, you're it a busy person. That way. So, um, so I mean, I guess I'm just going to take whatever we can get. Uh, so you guys, you guys tell me what, who I should be looking towards. Whose I highlights mean, should I, should I look my up? My favorite pro- prospect is Bruce Brown from Miami. He's been my guy for a long time. 
He's well, like, it's been tough too because we don't know where Portland, we've been the entire year. So it's been fluctuating. You know, Portland goes on this this roller coaster, and like one month you're like, oh, let's start watching college basketball because we look like you know ass, <laughs> and then the next month we're winning 13 straight games, and you're like, well, fuck college basketball. They're not even paying their players. Those guys can you know kick rocks. And now it's like, okay, shit, we kind of suck again. So we need to get somebody that's going to come in and help us out. So let's go to YouTube and see who who they have us projected to pick. Seriously. We're at 24. I mean, I'm all about best player available. Mm-hmm. I'll get closer. Once you see, I think in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, May, but I think in a couple of weeks, we'll start to see the list of the pre-draft workouts. So you can see who Portland actually brings in to work to, to work out. And yeah. funny story about the pre-draft workouts. I was working for the Blazers back in 2013 and I was going through my camera roll the other day, just like trying to delete and clear things out. And I've got shots of Steven Adams in Blazers workout gear, Rudy Gobert in Blazers workout gear. And I'm like, if only that could have came. <laughs> and if I'll, only, I'll, if I'll, only. I'll say it again. Dustin was the best social media manager for the Blazers ever. Fight me. <laughs> At I mean, you, me, bro. You were just gassing us both up tonight. I love you guys. I like this. I'm going more often. God damn I mean, right. <laughs> we talk about playoff P, but this is like positive sage. <laughs> AFAF. Well, when, when, when I get to hang out with my boy Dustin, I get happy. But when it's... When it's added with the Neela surprise, Positive Sage comes out. I like that. Potty gang. A-A. Uh, Neela, what are your summer plans? I mean, non-basketball related. Honestly, um, a lot of work. uh, Biology related, not basketball related. But um, I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, I I need this. I'm, you know, you guys know I'm doing my master studies. So, um, that's winding down and I'll be graduating in December of this year. So, um, a lot of work needs to be done to move forward my research. And then I'm going to be presenting that research at the second joint Congress of evolutionary biology in Montpellier, France this August. God damn, if that does sound like first team all defense right there, and I just thought it was like an award, like you are getting awarded this, like come accept your trophy. Like I was kind of starstruck just She's a beast, hearing yo. that. She is a beast. It sounds dope, but it sounds um, dope as fuck. I I love saying the full name too. Like don't ever I'm never gonna like abbreviate that. I'm gonna say Second Joint Congress of Evolutionary Biology in Montpellier, France. I'm I mean, that's big. That's basically like Dikembe Mutombo's full name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a mouthful. It's just so elegant. Which is perfect because I feel like I'm going to be big balling like Mutombo. So, <laughs> That's right. And, you know. Expect somewhere in the world. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Okay. Um, please vote for me. God, Absolutely. thank you in advance. You're, you're, well, an auto, you're an auto vote. Yeah. Thank you. Vote every I day. Mean, Mom. Oh, a, a vote for a vote, Neela, because I plan on getting somewhere in the world in as well. I, Ooh, okay. I, I I was so upset I forgot to wear my... I actually take a photo of me in my blazer gear when I was in Vietnam last summer. Because I was rocking blazer gear heavy then. Yeah, you gotta be on top of that. Yeah, or else hey, slipping. I, I'm not the photogenic type like YouTube beloveds, though. <laughs> That's sweet. 
Um, but yes, we are in the presence of a where in the world winner in the past. So I'm just going to take, I'm going to ask you for some notes, Dustin. Yes. And, um, and then go from there. I mean, I would say basically wherever you go, always have a Jersey on you. I mean, just be ready (laughs) to pull it out, put it on and say, Hey, it doesn't matter if you know the person or not. Just say, I need this picture. You're going to help me out or not. (laughs) Uh, I might even present my research in my Rashid Wallace. You are so fucking real. You are so fucking real. Why not? You know what I mean? Like it'll also be a conversation starter. I might find my husband over there. Who knows? I'm looking for a husband in case you missed it. I mean, research don't lie, right? (laughs) Research don't lie. Bio don't lie. That was a good one. That was a very good one. I need that on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. We need to make that, we need to make that happen. And then, you know, once, Hopefully everything. So if everything goes according to plan, what's what's the next move for you? Um, after that, I'm just gonna finish off my thesis, defend that, and then and then honestly, next year, 2019 is gonna be really up in the air. Um, uh, I think you guys know that it would be ideal for me to move back home to Portland finally. God damn but, right. honest, <laughs> but in all honesty, um. I could end up anywhere. I could be in Africa. I could be back in France. I could be in Portland. The opportunity is endless, you know? So I mean, I'm just going to let the universe tell me where to go. I think as long as the universe is open to you taking some PTO that third week of June, I mean, we're going to be having a, a parade um, in Portland. So you're, you're going to want to block out time to make sure you're there. I mean, for the sure. U- universe can do that much for you. Yeah. And I, I don't deny that. I don't doubt that at all. So we're good. I got a question for both of you. What was your favorite moment this season for the Blazers? Oh. That's a good I'm question. Gonna, I'm, Neela, you, you, you get that one first. Um, the problem is it feels so long ago that it's hard to remember. Uh, let me think. I think, oh, I, I know. Okay, I got it. Um, my favorite part of this past season was the second time that we beat the Golden State Warriors as the only team in the association to do so. I think I have have three or four. Obviously, the 13-game win streak, just that whole month. I mean, Blazer fans go from thinking we're the worst team in in just the history of, of James Naismith's game to you know, we're winning championship after championship, but that was a really fun experience seeing, you know, in particular Dame hitting those four straight threes in, in Los Angeles against the hated Lakers on Lonzo 41, that 41 point outburst in Phoenix to save our ass. Um, so that 13 game win streak overall, um, another moment Dame's game winner against the Lakers again, unfortunately I wasn't there live, but Anytime we beat the Lakers, and plus just it was on national TV, like he is the most clutch player to me. So to see him do it again was amazing. I was in there uh, in the arena to see CJ go for 50 in under 29 minutes. That was an unreal night, and you could kind of sense it after the first couple of buckets. But I agree with Neela. The second Warriors game, um, I was there with Evan. And there, we were surrounded by Warrior fans. They were talking shit, but we were just sending it right back their way. And oh, man, that's the they best. They got so quiet. And it was so great because we dropped them 
And, you know, it was our ninth straight win. It was part of that 13 game win streak. But I would say that and Dame's four threes on the Lakers really stand out to me. He was shooting from the R in Lakers, dog. That was some (laughs) crazy shit. I mean, I got to say game four when I got to hang out with Dustin, Neela, Stu. Yeah, that was great. Game uh, four was awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Linnea, like uh, Tara, all those people. Top lifetime memory for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, More hanging to come, out with ha- the community, the Rip City community is fantastic. And being able to yes. see a lot of those people in IRL was really yes. dope. And to find out that they aren't, like, fucking creepy. You know what I mean? Like, that with everybody, <laughs> that, that watch parties and, like, meetups can go so wrong, right, when you think about it. Because when you're behind a computer screen, when you're behind the keyboard, you could be anybody you want to be. But we're so lucky in that everybody that we rock with and that rocks with us is exactly the same, if not better, IRL. So we're truly blessed as a community. And uh, I'm going to quote my guy at PDX Brochelite, my good friend John, and just say that maybe the Blazers championship that we were supposed to win this year were the friends that we made along the way. And that's a championship they can never take away from us. <laughs> that's a banner that lives in our hearts for eternity. Exactly. <laughs> Good times. But seriously, I'm I can't wait for the next meetup. Do you have any idea of uh, have those plans have talks, you know, initial talks taken place? Do you have any idea on what you want to do, Neela? Because uh you were the hostess with the mostest and uh Charming as absolute hell. Like she, she is, she's a beast. Well, was, you know, I nobody mean, would way... come. Nobody would come to these watch parties if I wasn't. So, goddamn it's, right, it's motivating. <laughs> um, definitely want to do the whole Rip City Row thing at one point, maybe in the beginning of the season when it's a little bit cheaper, something like that. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, obviously, you guys follow me on social, and you'll be able to blast that when when we when we do talk about that more but either a rip city row or another watch party come the beginning of the season would be ideal i think right we got to reconvene absolutely i mean yo i (laughs) i used my hard-earned miles to go up there that was like you i I would not have done it if it wasn't for you and dustin no way now we got Sage flying in from Southern Oregon. We got a guy driving over from Bend just by himself for for a few hours just to hang out. We got um, Britt, who is Dane Carbaugh's girlfriend, who flew in from Seattle. It was, it was real. All mm-hmm. around sexy situation. <laughs> I mean, I think we should start putting RSVPs, you know, again for June, you know, uh, NBA Finals away watch party. I mean, or we could just travel to philadelphia or or boston yeah Yeah, just road trip there for a finals game you know see our guys maybe win the title on their court um did we win it was a five gamer in 77 against philly right six it was in portland it was yeah all right maybe that's how it's gonna happen in 2018 obviously let's just you know we all take like a week off of work during the finals and it's just one it's just one, just just one rally. It's just rallying yeah. the whole time. We deserve to take that PTO. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, save up that PTO because you know you're going to need it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because they always surprise us. 
Oh, uh, man. Do you want well, to wrap this thank bad you so boy much. up? Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you so much, Neela, for joining us. It, it's always a, a pleasure to have you on. Um, one more time, let us, or excuse me, let our listeners know where they can, you know, find you on social, where they can um, follow you at. Uh, uh, across all social platforms, I am at Neela Madison. Uh, I won't be offended if you follow and then mute immediately. It's fine. I'm very annoying, but you know, I think it's a good trade-off because <laughs> you laugh a little, you cry a little, and we're in it together. <laughs> and Thanks so much is for having. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so thank you so much for having me again. Always happy to be here. Always happy to hang out with you guys because you know I ain't got no friends. All my friends are on the internet. So <laughs> internet <laughs> friends for life. So the I, best. I got uh, an announcement to say. Um, I've been working on this podcast uh, series documenting my uh, mother's journey to America. And I've decided that the release date for that will be on Mother's Day. I am pay- I, uh, It's her Mother's Day gift for me to tell the world uh, the story of the Lee family coming to America from Toysan, uh, China. So be on the lookout. Episode one will be out Mother's Day. As an immigrant that- myself, I'm really looking forward to that series. Mm-hmm. Stage. I know yeah, you've been working hard on it. That so, is amazing, my friend. I will definitely listen and retweet the shit out of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I interviewed my aunt, who is more the matriarch of the family, and uh, there's a lot of crazy stories, a lot of shit I had to take out for uh, family reasons, but it is a very interesting story about how a family worked very hard to make sure like their kids went to school and... I mean, so I could be a broadcaster that does podcasts and stuff like that. Like, my grandpa had to work seven days a week at the restaurant so they could provide that life. So, Mother's Day, at least episode one will be out. I'm aiming for two episodes, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, thank you, Rip City. And uh, draft talk pretty soon, my friend. Draft talk, TBTs, be on the lookout. We're we're not going anywhere just because the season's over. Nah, you'll, you you got to get used to us, man. The summer is where we grind hard, man. <laughs> we got time. Absolutely. We got time. Wherever you may be, this is Bill Shinley. Good night, everybody. Let's go! Let's go!